When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Holly Roberts for Hour One, all at your service. Weather! Fun, yes. Woo! What is up? Well, there's no snow. You? This, uh, Well, it was kind of a little snowy on the way in today. But uh, other than that, life is great, right? Yeah, life's fun. We're having a good time. Little snow tonight. Little uh, snow overnight tonight. Uh, an inch or two. Whoopsie daisy. But other than that, it should be yeah, pretty smooth sailing. We feel, we feel, we good. feel good. We feel good. Spring you is know, right around the corner. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's a very long corner, but it's oh, around Donna. there. We're in the uh, we're in the butt crack of winter right now, Donna. We got oh. February to deal with. Where you do know, we go from? Where does the butt crack get us to? The butt crack gets us into the meh times, which is March oh. and April, right? Oh, oh, predict- April gets dicey. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. It gets dicey May through September. Okay, we're in the clear. Then it's a wash, you know. I got to tell you guys, I was really looking forward to winter. Oh. I didn't really anticipate all the snow. So this is your fault. Correct. You just <laughs> want I'm cold, sorry. I guess. I just hate summer. I yeah. like fall. Fall is amazing. We hate summer. Um, well, we here's Donna. and I, The Donna and Steve experience is a show. And we don't hold the producers to it because you guys come and go like a, one of those spinny doors at the front of Macy's. We don't yes, know who's in it. Yes, a revolving door. Yep, fair. That's what they call them. <laughs> summer is overrated because here our summers, more or less weather-wise, suck. They have they're so humid. They are like we they're should have buggy. after we pay the tax of winter with deep freezes and many years where there's a whole lot of snow. We should have dry. Upper 70s, low yes, 80s, and a breeze winter. Oh. We get high 80s. They say the dew points in the 70s. Oh, the mosquitoes are disgusting. Yeah. Sp- yeah spring is so good. Fall gross. is good. Hey, by the way, um, we need to tell Quinn to get that post up, Donna. Oh, we sure do. Okay, I thought so- the post was going up maybe yesterday. All right, we need to get that freaking post up. All right, so coming up at 930 today, you can email us now. Yes, you can. We want to talk about verbal faux pas that embarrassed you. Yeah, just, you know, it's kind of like the thing when you're signing in at the gym, the person at the front desk says, have a good workout. You say you too, but... That's the seed of it, but sometimes it grows into something else. Maybe you didn't know someone's name. Maybe you referenced a memory with someone that 
didn't actually happen with that person. Just uh, think of it like phrase fumbles. Yeah, tell us your story. You it's can up. email the show. Oh, great. Okay. You have to go to my talk's Instagram stories. Okay. And then submit what's oh. the worst that you've said. So go to my talk 1071's Instagram account, go to the stories, and there they have been being collected for the pasta. Oh, thank you, Holly. That's why that's that's why you're here. Thank you. Yeah, Holly, thank you for being here. Oh, I see. What was the thing that your wife did? Remember, she was like doing a public speech. Oh yes, wait, this just happened. Saying the word. Oh Lord, what was it? It was a word. Um, Oh oh, goodness, I forget what the word was in the moment. But yes, she is talking to you know they're like this big group. Bible study, like it's like a big one, not like 10 people at your house, but like they meet like a lot of people. She says a word and then somebody else says, oh, like, and then says the word correctly. And Lou, having not heard the word or, or, or said the word before, sort of laughed that off like, yeah, that's, I guess that's like it. But then she went back to the same wrong word and she doubled down. She thinks, I think, like somewhere between six and eight times in the span of the next four or five minutes as people are laughing. As like with laughing each time, thinking she's delivering a joke. She doesn't realize until the very, very oh, end after Lou. she's done speaking. Oh, oh, that's oh, my oh, gosh. No. I said that word the wrong way the whole time. Yep. Yep. So that I, type of thing. Can I give you sort of another example? By the way, um, TV last night was the national championship game. So much for sports drama. Unpredictable, yes. Dra- dramatic, no. 65-7, to 7, oh. Donna, was the final score. Oh, what? The biggest route ever in a national championship no game way. in the current era of national championship games. The University of Georgia Bulldogs no. won again. Um, so uh, for the second year in a row, they destroyed... TCU and uh, Texas Christian University. It was just a slaughter fest. So oh, sorry, anyway, Steve. That happened. But so now, so instead of talking about that, um, can I give you? This is sort of a jumping off point for our question today. Again, email us your verbal embarrassing foibles, fumbles, where you just sort of put your foot in your mouth. Um, this is one that isn't verbal, but my sister sent me where I got this idea. My sister sent me this Facebook thread random screen grabs of people talking about funny things like that but (laughs) listen to this this is from i don't know who fern brady is on facebook but imagine yourself donna this is a you situation okay okay i've been wearing my boyfriend's hoodie around the house for the last week i tried to give it back last night that's not my hoodie i realized with horror that i have been wearing our builder's hoodie in front of the builder. Fern goes on to say, listen, Donna, I had a little sleep in it at one point, came out of my room, said good morning to the builder, wearing his clothes. After realizing my mistake after a week, I threw his hoodie into the room he's been working in. He put it in our living room. What does it mean? Am I going out with the builder now? He's pretty old. Embarrassing fantastic. Like okay, that. great. So that'll come up at 9.30. Um, quick bit of celebrity news that folks are talking about today. Ellen put out a video. Oh, um, yeah, she and some that. of her Montecito neighbors have been... Actually, she hasn't been evacuated. A lot she's of on Montecito higher ground, has. right? Yeah, but she went and took this video um, outside of a creek on her property that she says never flows, right? It's just sort of like there, almost stagnant water, and it is rushing. 
like a river. It is nine feet up from where it normally is. Oh it was gosh. expected to go up two feet more. Um, of course, former Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle, they live in that neighborhood as well. They're in the news today because his book, Spare, is out. But they were evacuated. Um, Oprah, Rob Lowe, Adam Levine, Durap, Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> and uh, George Lucas. Um, but, you know, the the scary thing about this is this this is like the five-year anniversary of a mudslide that killed 23 That's people. right. Destroyed more than 100 homes, and it's just, you know, oh sort of gosh. eerie that it's happening uh, right around the anniversary of that. So hopefully things slow down that the rain. It's funny, you know, California, they pray for rain, and then, but you can't get too much at once because then that causes the opposite problem of a drought, which in this case is flooding and mudslides and things like that. Right, so anyway, that's right. impacting Hollywood this morning. Also, Mega Millions, over $1.1 billion drawing today. Got Pick up your tickets. tickets today. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. We split seats, my friend? Weekend. Um, no, sorry. I already mm-hmm. committed to another friend. Really? I, yeah. I got one, two, three, four. Okay, I got four of them. Let me ask this, as I always do when there's a big lottery. We got to go, but you hit the jackpot. You hit the jackpot. You win $1.1 billion tonight, Donna. Yeah. How you cut a check for how much? To you for me for me tomorrow I come in and see a check for how much I, just well, for our friendship. It always just baffles me how people think just because they know someone who won that they get a cut. I'm just testing your generosity. I many people have said my words specifically have resurrected your career. All right, let me think about um, it. I'll get back okay. to you. Oh gosh, fine. It's going to be like a hundred bucks. Correct. Um, All right. When we come back, I need to tell you about why I woke up scared this morning. I don't know if my new the new thing I bought is going to work the way I wanted it to or not. I'll explain what happened this morning. Uh, That when we come back, you're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk. Oh, hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna Donna. and Steve on my talk. One oh seven one. Our talk is fun. Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up? Um, got an email here from Dell. Nice. Dell says, um, hold on, I'll read it to you. I've been spending a lot of... Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, where did he go? He wanted to get that alarm clock. He's he getting says, one this week. Yeah, sunrise alarm clock. Dell writes, how are you enjoying that sunrise alarm clock? I'm getting one this week. I can't stand waking up to my alarm anymore. It scares the crap out of me when it goes off. No yeah. way to wake up at my age. That's from Dell. Dell did not reveal his age. Presume he's in his 50s. Sure. Maybe 60s, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the sunrise alarm clock, the theory behind it, and I bought one, and I had my first real experience with it this morning. The theory is uh, when you set your alarm and it goes beep, 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 it's going to wake you up no matter what cycle stage of your sleep cycle you are in so if you're in a deep state of sleep your REM cycle it's gonna wake you up and you are going to feel tired sure really tired especially if you're in your REM cycle that's exactly right the deeper you're in it the it doesn't matter if you just slept for four hours or for ten hours it's all about where you wake up in that cycle so I have tested things before, and I do think that they, they work, but you got to be okay having your phone in your bed with you. There are some apps on your phone that 
if you have your phone charging, you put it in your bed, you lay it next to you, it will figure out by its best guess, based on your breathing patterns, based on your movement in the bed, where you are in your cycle of sleep. And so what you would do with those apps is you would say, I need to be up by 6.30. Wake me anytime, 6.30 is the latest, but find me in my shallowest part of my sleep cycle before 6.30. And so there's usually like a half hour window where it will turn the alarm on when it thinks you're in your shallowest state of sleep so that you feel the most refreshed when you wake up. I've done that before. Then I started reading some other stuff talking about light, particularly here in Minnesota, when it is dark as the deep space at even six in the morning. It's just dark out. And it's dark a lot of the year. It just feels like it's dark. I know that the the clocks and the farmers and the turning things. It just feels like it's dark a lot, though. And so... What this clock will do, and I suppose it works a whole lot better in the winter than it would the summer, I grant you that, but it slowly turns light on. And so here again, I set my alarm to 6.15 this morning, okay? Okay. And it looks like a big white orb, essentially. Okay. And it's it doesn't make any light at night if you don't want it to. You can do, you know, I'm going to sleep, set some interesting aurora lights or whatever mood lighting if you want and it'll turn off after 20 or 40 minutes okay but for the morning purposes what it does is this morning i set it for 6 15 30 minutes prior to so at 5 45 mm-hmm. this alarm goes from just a dumb piece of plastic to a little bit of light and then two minutes later that light goes up a little bit more two minutes later a little bit more and what it is supposed to do is gradually and naturally wake you out of your sleep. So instead of a beep, 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 we don't care what cycle you're in, this is gradual light coming in during a 30-minute window. You can set it as much as 60 minutes if you really want to do it gradual. You can also set how bright you want the light to eventually get. I turned mine up full tilt this morning all the way up to 20. It goes from 0 to 20. I set it to 20. I have a question, just a quickie. Yeah. You do sleep with another person, right? My wife of 17 years, yeah. How does that does that work for both of you then? Or you know, does it irritate her? Well, we're only one morning into it, right. but her alarm uh, goes off early too. You know, the kids are up, at, the kids have to be up at 6.45 anyway. Okay. And so it's not like she's going to be sleeping in until 8 and I'm waking up in the 6 o'clock hour. Okay. Um, but... You, it, it's most effective for the person whose side of the bed it is on. Although you could set it randomly in a room if both people wanted to wake up. You could just set it up in the corner. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And it'll light the room. What happened this morning was uh, Pappy was sleeping facing in toward his bride. You know what I mean? And I wake up at one point. And I just sort of naturally wake up. I look at her face and I'm like, oh my gosh, <gasps> why is the sunlight on her face? Crap, what time is it? And then I turn over and it's like 6.03. And the reason is I, I was not used to this phenomenon. And so I think my subconscious thought, if it's light out, that means it's like 7.30 sure. and you have way slept sure, in. Sure, sure, So. It was supposed to ease me out. It still gave me fear this morning, but I think now my subconscious got the message of this is what it's going to be like. I do think it woke me up gradually, or maybe the better word is more naturally. And some of these studies about becoming a morning person or feeling more energized in the morning has to do with exposing yourself to bright light earlier in the morning because we have all of these things that condition us for sleep. We want to keep the lights dark and dim and all that. And then they also say going outside and getting fresh air, even just breathing it in for 15 or 30 seconds. I think it's these little things that help to trigger your body like it's go time now. So I'm one day in. um, There are a gazillion of them on Amazon. And if you want to know the one that I got, I'm not endorsing it, but I'll tell you the one that I got. It is called the just wait a second, Donna. Sorry, I blew up. It's called the wake up light sunrise alarm clock and it goes it's a huge description for kids heavy sleepers bedroom full screen light blah 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 it's by a company called ecobra e-c-o-b-r-e it costs 40 dollars and i'm a couple days into testing it looks a little chintzy to be honest you know it looks kind of it looks like it's made for like a tweens room okay especially when you put the aurora lights on well the good thing is i don't have to write it down because my phone will pick up that information and send me an ad this afternoon that is exactly right i give and i give give. so anyway so you're gonna stick with it i'm gonna i I will continue the experiment for the next couple of weeks and just want to see if it sort of gradually makes a a so that's how you're waking up with no alarm then that is your i'm sorry that's That's a great point that you bring up. The light will turn on. You can figure out how you want it to work, but the light, in my case, gradually gets brighter for 30 minutes. At the end of that 30 minutes, it shifts into an alarm sound, which there are six or seven settings. A couple of them are the old school alarms. If you just feel like last second, I'm going to need a beep, beep, beep to get me out of bed. Mine went to like an ocean sound, something like that, some birds. All right. Um, but right. the idea is that you get up before the alarm sound. The alarm sound is your, like, you must exit the train at this point. Got it. You're kind of a gadget guy. Like, I'm a simple girl. I'm like, I don't need all the bells and whistles. You know, like, I have a roommate who likes gadgets in the kitchen, like an omelet maker. I go, why don't you just make an omelet in a pan? Oh, it's think- not the same. It doesn't turn out the same. I'm like... I think you're close, but a little bit off. I don't think I'm a gadget guy. I think I'm a gimmick guy. Okay. So I like, what's the hack? How do we do this? Like, wait until you hear my tip for how parents can connect with their kids today at uh, coming up after the College Pop Culture Knowledge. Oh, goody. You'll be like, this is so gimmicky. But yeah, I'm a gimmicky. I'm a simple man. Not really. <laughs> you're always looking for something.
Tell us about your verbal faux pas. Time that you put your foot in your mouth. Call us 651-641-1071. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, Stevie Let Boy for uh, Donna, stay All out of this. Right. Stevie Boy for the Canopy Group. You want to save some money this year? You got a New Year's resolution like I'm trying to wake up earlier. Aren't we all trying to do better with money? The Canopy Group can help you big time immediately. You don't have to budget or anything. All you got to do is go to thecanopygroup.com. That's easy, right? And then say, give me a quote. And then they'll start a uh, uh, they'll start communicating with you and say, here's how we can help you. They'll turn to their 16 different insurance companies, these companies that they have developed relationships with uh, over years and years so that they say, fight it out. We got a new client. They're looking for new insurance. Who can give them the best coverage at the best price? And by the way, when it's claim time as well, you've got the Canopy Group in your corner. And look, they're, they've got leverage with these companies, right? They're like, look, we've been bringing you guys business. Treat them well when they need you the most. Save money, save today. It's easy. TheCanopyGroup.com. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show. This is my talk, 107.1, where talk is fun. I guess you can call this a variation of vulnerable moments. You know, just an extension of that. We want to know about a verbal faux pas that left you feeling embarrassed. Yeah, an awkward social situation where you're like, oh, that sounds stupid. I could give you a perfect example. Yeah, please. We were um, we were looking for Rocco's home address so we could send him a Christmas gift, right? Yes. And I texted him and I said, can I have your home address? And he sends it to me. And I wrote back, I can love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I went, oh, my God, I meant to say I love you. He's like, that got sexy. I'm like, not my intent. He's like, HR has been notified. Oh, my God. Um, I, why I got this idea was, and I'm going to read these things to you in succession. And okay. then we'll get to some, uh, some responses that you gave us on Instagram. If you want, you can call us, 651-641-1071. Tell us about your embarrassing verbal social experience. But my sister sends me these screen grabs, and at first I kind of giggled, and then by the end of it, and I won't be now because I've read these multiple times, but I was like silly laughing in the kitchen just like <laughs> thinking of these people. Um, somebody said, and they're not all exactly verbal, but you'll get them. Took my dog to the vet. Vet tech asked me to walk over and use the scale. I get on the scale. She says, ma'am, I meant for the dog to oh. use the scale. Uh, this oh, is another one. I work, at a, I work at a movie theater, and yesterday I said, enjoy your movie, and she said, you too. And I said, you're welcome, and we just stared at each other for a second. That's a typical one. <laughs> yep. That's very, you know, you get out of the Uber, and the guy goes, have a good flight. You're like, yep, you too. Thanks. When I was a server, I went to ask my table if everything tastes okay, and how is everybody doing? And it came out, how does everybody taste? It's <laughs> no awkward. Somebody else says, I'm screaming. I just hugged my dentist, thinking he was going in for one, but he was really just taking off my dental bib. Wait, going in for one? For like a hug. Like a kiss? Oh. No, for a hug. She hugged her dentist, thinking he was coming down to hug her. He was just going to take the bib off of okay, her at the end of at- the... Exam. Yeah, at this point, I'm changing yep. offices. <laughs> dentist? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. No hugs from the dentist. No. Love the dentist. No hugs. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. In in retail, talking to a customer, and I meant to say, I'll be right back, or I won't be long. Instead, I just said, I won't be back, and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, um, I had a photo shoot once, and I mean, I probably spent... 
an hour with this woman and she's taking pictures and I'm like, I, I keep calling her Stephanie and I'm like, oh my God, Stephanie, these are great. Blah, blah, blah. Stephanie, Stephanie, you know, mm-hmm. doing that thing where you use someone's name in a sentence way too much. Yeah, totally. Leaving. I'm like, Stephanie, thank you. She doesn't even turn. And then I look, there's like a, a placard on the door. Her name was Tiffany. Okay. Oh God. And she was so good at her job, but I can never go back to her. I won't use real <laughs> names for this story. I'll use fake name. Okay. But I was once with, I'll use one person's real name. Okay. I was once with Donna. And we were, um, you know, just sort of having lunch. No, don't tell this I'm not, story. No, Donna, right. I, trust me. And then this girl named Rebecca came over. And I was like, Rebecca, blah, 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 funny stuff, Rebecca. This is fun. Bye, Rebecca. Rebecca leaves. Donna then looks at me and says... That's not Rebecca. And I said, okay, I'm thinking that's such a dumb joke, but oh, no, Donna, that's Rebecca. And then Donna points to another girl Who's in at the cafeteria yeah. who, at another table and said, that's Rebecca. And what we realized was Steve was right. Donna thought that we both knew Rebecca. And Donna thought this whole time that every time I've referenced Rebecca, which on this throughout our time on this show, probably brought Rebecca up 10 or 15 times, maybe more. May have even called Rebecca. (laughs) May have even called Rebecca once on the phone, live on the show. And Donna was convinced that the person that we called or have spoken about many times was an entirely different person. It happens. I'm embarrassed for both of you. Thank you. Oh, Holly, like you don't have a story. <laughs> she That's why she's smart. I stay in the house and I don't talk to people because I avoid all awkward situations at all time and I cloister myself away from humanity. Cloister. <laughs> Here's know. another one. Jamie said, when I worked as a cashier, I wanted to say, have a great day. But I said, have grass. And the customer said, you too. <laughs> Wait, have grass? You know, sometimes your brain's like, we're done here. Whatever the next word is, is coming out. Oh. But then, and the customer just said, yeah, you too. Oh. Have grass. Wow. Uh, All right, here's one from Lori. She'd been spending a lot of time with her grandson, who was two at the time. I went to the bank, uh, got a check cashed, and the teller, you know, counted out the money back to Lori. And Lori looked at her and said enthusiastically, good job. And she said, if looks could kill, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't apologize or explain. I never went back to that bank. Because she was used to talking to a two-year-old. Right, exactly. Oh, my gosh, that's fun. Uh, Somebody says, I saw a girl carrying a hamster. So I asked if I could pet it. But it was actually a muffin, so I'm on my way to jump off a cliff now. (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, my gosh, can I pet that? Blueberry muffin that you're holding? Rachel says uh, a few years ago she was talking to some customers about travel, and I proceeded to pronounce La Jolla phonetically with the J sound. La Jolla. La Jolla. She said, I'm still Uh mortified. Uh, You guys, we got to take Megan's call because I almost had to rapture myself from embarrassment. After a self-induced this. rapture. Yep. Uh, what'd you say? Her name is Megan. Hannah? Megan. Great. We'll wow. take a Megan. Steve, really? I'm sorry. I'm looking at other <laughs> names. Um, hey, Megan. How are you? Good morning. Hi. I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're doing great. Tell us about good. your embarrassing moment. Okay. So this actually was my boss's wife. 
continuously for like the last year calls me Molly. Oh, no. And it's to the point where I actually don't even correct her anymore. Oh. I, I actually only corrected her once. And now she just calls me Molly. And last <laughs> week we were at a big lunch meeting together and she was there. And she kept saying Molly. And everyone kind of was like, who is Molly? <laughs> and then finally she asked me a direct question and I answered. And someone had to be like, you mean Megan? And it was so awkward, and she just kind of got really red, and I felt really bad. But it was so awkward, but it's been so long that I'm like, that's fine. I'll just be Molly. Right. I'll tell you what, Megan, you know, and I bet you've thought about this uh, quite a bit since then. To some extent, you know, she feels embarrassed, but did you feel in that moment, like, I enabled this behavior. I'm part of the problem. Uh, Kind of, but I also was like, it's fine. I'll be Molly. It's a nice name. <laughs> well, there's only so many nice times you can name. correct someone, right? And then you, and then I feel bad. Like, oh, yeah. hey, yeah, you're by taking the way, on my name is Megan, right? Like again for the fifth time. Like, maybe yeah, there's a, a there's name. a statute of limitations there where it's like, okay, <laughs> that's my new identity now. I am Molly. Yeah, I'm changing all yeah, of my. So, I don't know. I haven't run into her again. We'll see if she calls me Molly. But oh, no. it was God so awkward. You. I felt really weird. I wanted to sink into the wall. Well, Steve <laughs> just called you Hannah a minute ago. That so, was a mistake. Yeah. Hannah's also bad. a great name. I really like that one too, Steve. See, she's a, she's a people pleaser. Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, who else is on the phone, Donna? Uh, Holly? Phil? Phil. Phil oh, to no. The show. Not the Phil, is it? Hey, Phil. Hey, guys, how's the potatoes and the socks going for y'all? Yeah, that was bunk. Donna <laughs> throws out fake No, Phil, tips. I love when you send emails and then you go, thank you. <laughs> I don't. All right. So in elementary school, I uh, will be talking to my teacher, and a lot of the times oh, I would Phil, call my teacher mom. How many times did you get left back? Donna just made up. Donna made okay. Goes, Phil, Phil, it, continue. I'll explain the joke later. In elementary school, he's, he it was a he's present talking tense like a reference. present. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Did I did I get cut out here or something? Yeah, yeah. In theory, yes. Tell us the story again. I'm sorry. Um, in elementary school, I was notorious for calling my mom instead of by her name. Oh, your teacher. You were calling mom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's indeed. Yeah. That, and then. You know, the X-rated version on on a different story is I've I've used the wrong name uh, when playing Monopoly with another person. (laughs) Playing Monopoly. Wow. Under the boardwalk, I would imagine. Yeah. Something under. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Phil. Phil. Oh, my gosh. Steve, you've called me like babe before. Yeah, that's that's like a kid calling their teacher mom. Yeah, you know, correct. Called you honey. I mean, because I'm really and, and trying, I'm like looking at you like no, mm-mm. I'm not doing it to call you honey. I it know. accidentally comes out because you're used to talking to your wife, wife or my daughter. Oh gosh, I have two. Uh, here's a couple that we got as well. Two wives or two daughters? Two, two daughters. Okay, two daughters. It. Me got only. It. L- Want one wife. I uh, thank you. All right. Patty's on the line. Um, oh, okay. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. Hi. Hi. Um, this was back when my daughter was in high school. She needed some m- medical forms filled out from the pediatrician. And I, of course, dragged my feet and waited until the last minute. And then finally went into the pediatrician's office and asked for them in person, you know, can I have this medical form? And 
the woman understandably was kind of short with me for waiting until the last minute. And so what I meant to say was, I don't need your condescension. (gasps) But what I accidentally said was, I don't need your condensation. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't need your your moist air, which (laughs) is what I said to her. So dumb. Your condensation. That's great. Way to stick the landing there. That's great. I don't Thank need you, your Patty. condensation. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, here's a foot and mouth story. I had a guy yelling at me about something. This is an email. I was at work. What I meant to say was, if I wasn't at work, I would give you a piece of my mind. What I actually said, if I wasn't at work, I would give you a piece of my A blank oh. blank. Oh, okay. Whoa, that's very It definitely suggestive. calmed the situation, and we both had a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose... Oh my God, uh, these are so Somebody funny. was working the phones and in, went to put the person on hold, but accidentally said, let me hold you. <laughs> That's like, I can love you, Donna. That's funny. Uh, uh, here's one from MJ. I had a client that I had just gotten off the phone with discussing a set of orders that I was going to process because uh, he had approved them. Five minutes later, he sent me a text and it said, hold the orgies Uh-oh. instead of the orders. Get it? <laughs> Although it's good to hold those at work, too. Yeah, yeah. Frowned upon. Correct. HR call. All righty. Can I go now? Well, we are on the air until noon. Oh, there's that. So we'll need to stick around for that. All right. Um, But I have something that I think might interest you. All right. You're a big fan of Anna Delvey, morally. You look paw. So I want to let you know what Anna Delvey, the real-life Anna Delvey from the show Inventing Anna is up to next. She's got an idea. What? We'll She's not thoughts. in jail? House arrest. Oh. Right. We'll explain when we come back. Hey, thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Woo! Wow, they're just letting criminals do whatever they want these days, aren't they? Donna. What? Second chances, right? Hmm. I yes. bet you'll get convicted at some point of something and already marked me down in advance (laughs) for not surprised whatever you know you have friends in your life who like if ever you found out something criminal about them you'd be like oh my gosh i would have never seen this coming (laughs) that won't be the case when invariably you lead five eyewitness news some morning i'll be like yep that checks out (laughs) we'll immediately bring Brittany in Welcome to the Steve and Brittany Show. Oh, you're We've got funny. contingency plans. Uh, Anna Delvey. What did she sound like in that show, Inventing Anna? I, I always don't remember. Forget. <clears throat> Donna. I can't do it on the spot. Yes, you can. Tell me about my clothes. <sighs> I don't want to. Donna, yes, you did it right before the break. Yeah, but it was bad. It was no, really it wasn't. bad. Yeah, Holly, can you help me? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> you look, wait, you look, you look poor. You look poor. <laughs> there was this time yes, where Donna. I told you my father got the credit card. I don't okay. even know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's getting off. <laughs> that was getting offensive. off. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it offended, but somebody, all of us. Uh, anyway, Anna Sorokin, better known as Anna Delvey, is uh, from Inventing Anna. The real life person that that show was based on is developing a reality television project. Gross. Her lawyer, lawyer, mama loud said that the project will focus on her art and her design with the hope that she can break away from her public persona as a con artist. 
Anna has also uh, discussed wanting to do a clothing line and a well, join fragrance. The club. Whatever. We all want that. You want a clothing line? I, I'd like a fragrance. Maybe. Hey, that shirt looks cool. You look like funky rocker lady today. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> uh, her lawyer said, quote, she's really a lot more than the worst thing that she's alleged to have ever done. She is a great client. She's very pleasant and funny, and people think that they know her because they're thinking about the television character. Anna Delvey is currently on house arrest in the East Village in New York. Yeah, whose house is she staying in, I wonder? It's not I hers. Don't know. Her lawyer is working on getting her conviction uh, for defrauding and deceiving friends and businesses out of more than $200,000 overturned so she can stay in these United States of America. I see a question coming in from Donna Valentine. Hi. Um, first time, long time. Thank Wonderful. you. Yeah, thank um, you. Here's the thing. He refers to her like we think she's the character in the TV series. She's. We're not thinking of her as a character. That is someone who was portraying the real life person who you could go back and see all the the articles about her she she was a bad person she was a manipulative bad friend bad business person she's bad thank you i'll hang up or did she do bad things okay i'm just being devil's advocate that's fine but the things um, that you saw on the show were things that she really did. It's not it's not like make-believe. Her lawyer would say that she was alleged to have done, although not really because she went to jail. So then it goes from allegations to you were convicted of. Right. Right? Yes. Court talk. You were a juror a couple of times, Donna. You know what I'm talking about. Juror number 12 at your service. We're coming up on the one year of your juror time, right? <gasps> or something like When were you a juror? Spring? I don't remember. Oh, it's all my. a blur. Holly just recently was too. Uh, Did well, you make it in? No. Oh, just had to do a little phone phone, and then I was dismissed. Wow. Yeah. What did you say on the phone phone that got you dismissed? Absolutely nothing. Just you know, you have to. You, you get the number. It's you luck call, of the draw. Yeah, yeah. you call the hotline. Oh. Then the hotline tells you if you need to follow further instructions, and then eventually it was just like, you know don't have to call the hotline anymore now if she did have to go in for jury selection here we go then you're among a, a pool of people yeah who are randomly called but then they start asking you questions that are based on maybe some biases and things that are involved in the case i can't believe that your job didn't preclude you from i can't that. either as a judge i just would have been like i'll avoid the radio lady i yep I told him exactly what I did for a living, and the, the could be a damning me. sign regarding the popularity of this show. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, when nine to noon, mid morning? Yeah, oh yeah, you can to come that. Yeah. yeah, oh my gosh, you guys are a flyover show." Uh, I have another thing that I saw. Are you going like to watch a show if it comes to fruition? Mm, maybe an episode to see some of the like real absurdity life. of it i just want to see her in the driver's seat of her narrative there as fabricated as it would likely still be because you know it's reality tv which is pretty fake but it would just it would you might get me for an episode i'm not going to follow along okay but maybe for an episode um are we going to buy prince harry's book today uh holly is i, I think thought. we should all you got it, holly? <sighs> yeah holly's reading it 
Right? I, I said that I was going to, and, you know, I will. <gasps> Someday. I will. <laughs> I mean, the, here's here's where I'm torn, is that everyone has been reading it, and everyone has been doing the work for us, so we're learning yeah. all of the things. However, that being said, I'll, I'll read it. I'm a faster reader than I am a, a listener, so I'm going to have to read this thing. Skip oh, it. I bet you're a super fast reader. Steve and I. You are. You're not denying it, Holly. Holly's not denying it. She's looking away. She broke eye contact. Nah! Holly! (laughs) How many words a minute do you read? Holly, Ah. we want this book read by next Friday. That's a tall order. That's a week from this Friday. Correct. That's That's not bad. You can do that, right? I can do that. I'm a modern gal on the go, but I can squeeze it in. All right. (laughs) I've got things on my agenda that are already uh, taking precedent. But you know what? For you guys... And I got nothing. Still not going to read it. <laughs> It'll take me two months. <laughs> oh, I know. Books, they do take a while. I, I bought a book, by the way, called um, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. I bought this because I forgot my entire backpack in Pennsylvania as we were traveling back to the airport. And I was going to read the Matthew Perry book, which my brother had read. And so he had given it to me to read. And forgot it. Went in there, I was like, what's another book I could read? Blink by Malcolm Gladwell is all about making faster decisions. Trusting your gut a little bit more. And how sometimes you kind of just get a feeling early on. And how how we ought not distrust that as much as we do, especially in the age of information, where there's always another review to be read, product description, etc., He's talking about trusting a little bit more of that thing inside of you. And the book starts with this great thing about, I think it's the Getty Museum back in the 80s, trying to get this ancient piece, this sculpture that is thought to be thousands of years old. They go through all this testing, they get it, but then they brought in some other art dealers who immediately looked at it and said, something's not right about that. They couldn't pinpoint. Turns out it was a fake. And so there's a compelling argument made initially right out of the gates in the book. It's called Blink, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm 100 pages in. I don't know when I'm going to finish it. I see. I thought you were going for something more like the gift of fear, which is more about trusting that voice and going, yeah, that's a bad person. I'm watching, uh, I started a new series, and I remember in a moment watching a woman go, don't touch me to, to somebody. And I went, those are good instincts. Completely different, but exactly the same. You could always just watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Always remember that. Thanks, Holly. Words I've of never wisdom. seen Parting that movie. Words of wisdom. Ah, I don't think Sorry. I have either. It was another day and another admission. <laughs> um, but I know We're of out. it. You know, I no. know of it. We're starting the Stevie Boy Movie Club to it's get like you caught shed. up. Short, shorter-haired Wayne's World, pretty much, right? Not exactly. I gotta go cry now. Oh, no. Did you watch the Kumar movies? Kumar and what's Harold his face? Harold and go Kumar, to, yeah. no. No. Oh, wow. Holly's gotta go. Mike the Mensch, we think that's his name. He's coming in next. Then I don't we got think music Holly's coming back. She I'm might. I'm pretty know. sure. All right, but.